0: This is 2 and 2 Missionaries, a podcast by missionaries for missionaries. We are your hosts, missionary Philip Daniel Fry and missionary Kenneth Charles Murphy. This podcast was designed to give you ideas, so let's get right into it. Welcome to 2 and 2 Missionaries. My name is Brother Philip. For I, I'm a missionary to Germany and with me is uh, brother Kenneth Murphy, also missionary to Germany and uh, are we already? missionary in Germany. We're not going to Germany, we're already in. <laughs> um, so we're doing this podcast to help missionaries, to help people that want to become missionaries and even pastors to just listen uh, how missionaries think and uh, the conversations we have. And basically we want to just say that one time, uh, all we're doing is recording what we're talking all the time. It's not like we're only talking that to, to to a podcast and then we never think about it again. We actually can say that uh, Brother Murphy and I, we probably talk, uh, we're talking very uh what is the word frequently uh, mm-hmm. with each other and uh, uh this is probably most of the time the bulk of our conversations about missions work and what is missions and what is a missionary and all that And so today we want to talk about when is a church indigenous uh what is an indigenous uh, church and um we i would like to point to uh one verse that I was uh, thinking on that subject, and that is Isaiah uh, 55, verse uh, 10, and uh, I'm just going to it. Uh, For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and return it not thither, but watered the earth, and maketh it bring forth, and, uh, and bought, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that uh, be that goeth forth out of my mouth, it shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I sent it. So we uh, agree that the, that, uh, that the missionary, and uh, again, we're going to talk about that another time, but we're sent for a commission. We're, we're sent at best, I would say, from our local church, from the church that is your home church, if you want to call it like this, and you're sent to do a certain work. And I think what we're sent to is planting local church churches but it's a good thing to start with one before we think about uh, <laughs> yes. 15 others so so and the question is when we're talking about this this word indigenous and of course it's uh it's probably a synonym to to native at what point is a is a is an indigenous church even indigenous or, or what is an indigenous church in the first place what would you say
1: i think if anyone should understand the word indigenous um I mean, obviously, it, 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 the first definition of indigenous would be native. But once you go to a foreign mission field, the idea and the goal is to get those people to be self-sustaining, self-governing, uh, self-propagating. Uh, these are very fundamental facts of church planting. And when we say indigenous in, the, in this podcast, what we mean by that is uh, at what point can it become a standalone and independent? Um, and we are independent uh, Baptists. Bible believers, we should be reproducing independent Baptist uh, churches, and uh, including on the mission field. Uh, and I think the the direction our podcast is going is is trying to take a work that the Lord has allowed you to start, and as much as you can to get that to become independent from the supporting churches in America, uh, so where it's a standalone and independent church, and uh, that's what we. Uh, mean by a, a, a native church in, in the sense that it doesn't need outside support in order for it to propagate itself it, it, 50 years from now how is this church going to be?
0: I think it's, if with if an indigenous church I would say that if you're going in a native country, and I think at this point, obviously, we're talking particularly about the mission field in Germany, but I would also say, uh, you have been in Nepal, I've been in Burma, I've been in India, so so there is a little bit of experience outside of Germany. And uh, one thing I'm I'm seeing is that uh, a lot of times the churches or the the churches that are started always kind of depend back upon uh, the American, which almost makes the the natives the the the, the Germans in the, in that example give them excuse not to do something, you know, not mm-hmm. to work for their building. And and to be very frank, I mean, I've, I have a, a good friend of mine, and when they bought their building uh, for the church, they were saving up money. They were basically living in a basement, or they were uh, having church in a basement. The church was, was packed. I mean, there were people all over the places, and uh, uh, they were uh, saving up for a down payment. And then mm-hmm. when when it happened that they had the down payment they got a loan from the bank uh, and also let me put add that to that the church obviously had contractors that did some work on that new building you know you, you always have to remodel some things but the, the church people helped a lot as well. so mm-hmm. it was not uh, basically okay please America come help us because uh, our people are lazy and I think that's that's something at, at that point when a, when a, when a church or when a missionary or when a when that native speaking church can afford a building or want the building, they should be able to afford it, don't you? Think? Yes,
1: absolutely. And I, I've told our church the way I've tried to approach the situation with um with this mothership mentality of America always providing the finances. I've always presented America to our church as they're praying for us, and I think it's a very unique thing for. For example, Brother Leonid in our church, uh, I just reminded him yesterday that we sent out a prayer letter uh, of uh, to somewhere upwards of uh, 150 churches and people that support us. And uh, these people get to know him by name and they get to pray for him. Uh, I've also had pastors come up to me and ask me, did we have any projects going on where we needed some extra finances or anything like that? And uh, look, brother. I mean, there's always a way to find a place to stick some money. I mean, we could, we could finance some kind of a um, an evangelization, uh, um, or, or or something like that. And I've always reserved uh, the idea of coming to America and asking and and begging for money uh, as to keep myself from being a moochinary but also not to give our church a false idea that it can always lean back on America. Uh, We need as soon as we can to become completely independent. And, and listen, as far as let's take my example, uh, uh, in our local church, I, um, people say, well, the missionary should be concentrated on starting new local churches. It's like you said, you need to start with one first. And I've started, I can argue the uh, point that I've started two local churches here in Germany, and I'm the pastor of one of those churches. And uh, at the moment, we don't have anybody that the work could be turned over to that it would sustain itself uh, for any length of time. And so it's been my missions philosophy to, to kind of take an Antioch uh, type model where I train the men and through the Holy spirit of God, we send them out and we have two young men now that are going to be, going out about an hour and a half south of me. And the uh, the two of them are respectively going to start churches about 40 minutes uh, um, away from each other. And, brother, uh, I cannot be more pleased with their attitude about how they're going to start the work in the sense of I told them at that point our church is not large enough to support them when they leave. And both of them have taken their careers and have reorganized their their, uh, careers so that they can also start a church, um, on the money that they're making already. They've got a job here. They, they have a, they make a living for themselves here. And, you know, I know, I know that the option would be there if I, if I really pursued that option, I could just call up to America and said, Hey, I got two fine young men that are going to start churches, uh, out of our local church. Uh, would there be a possibility of, of bolstering their uh, support? And uh, mm. I'm sure I could I could I could gain some support for these young men. But it goes back to the idea of is this an indigenous work? Then are they independent from America? And I'm an independent Baptist. And a lot of the things I say on this podcast, I don't have to check. I don't have to check with uh, uh, some kind of a, a mission board or someone like that to give me permission to say the things. Uh, I've got strong convictions why I do the things I do. And I need to instill those same convictions into the men I send out. And only then is the church going to be indigenous.
0: I mean, I want to make sure one thing, and that is uh, me personally, uh, like you said uh, yourself, uh, I'm a missionary. I'm a church planter. So, yes, I am. I am uh, supported not only by the, in the States, by the way, also by the local churches that I've started here. Uh, they, they give support. Um, I also want to point out that it is important though, for me, that the church in itself, for example, our church, the churches that I started here, they are supporting missions. Why? Because it's important because it's not mm-hmm. just a, a concept that, that's uh, excluding that, or that's only for, for, for Americans. So um, number two, uh it's uh it's important for them to to have a heart for missions uh to have an active heart for missions i'll I'll make a big deal out of that um so uh I I just wanna make sure that the that the listeners understand that when, when I'm talking indigenous work, I'm talking first and foremost about the church that that, that I've started. And I think these people need to take responsibility. For example, I'm of the opinion and that's how I do it, I lead people to the Lord. And I'll meet wherever they want to meet. And if these people tell me, "Well, preacher, we really would like to have a building," I say, "Well, help yourself. Go find one. I'm not going to do it for them." And I think I think it's it's almost uh, and and I'm taking that as an example because it's, there is almost a misconception that everybody needs to have a building in order to be a church. I think maybe too strong. I'm not saying that it is a misconception. I just say almost. So I want to make sure that people understand that. So, um, But again, if if I am going to have a building for our church, I just don't understand why I will constantly go back and say, please, America, help me. And, and again, this, bit, this podcast in Germany, we're talking now more about finances, but I would go as far as we're saying self-governing, self-propagating. A lot of times what I see is that these churches... They, they have such a heavy influence by the American churches or by the home church from that missionary that it's almost like they can't decide if that uh, church, that home church does not agree and uh, does not mm-hmm. give them the power <clears throat> to do so. And then it's not an indigenous work, in my right. opinion, then it's just, uh, it's it's maybe a sister church, but it's 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 not self-governing, it's nothing, it's not even mm-hmm. self-propagating. A lot of times what you see is, and that's another question I have, um it's it's obvious that there are still missionaries that are called to go to Germany no problem but one thing that i w- i'm working on and I know you do too is that these people have to understand they need to start to to win their own people and they need and I'm talking about the men the next generation get a heart to to become a preacher to become a mm-hmm. preacher in this country not just to be a a church uh, uh, sitter because one thing I see over the years when a person just sits in our church and let's face a fact we we feed them pretty well uh, mm-hmm. they get so complacent that uh they think they are our equals they know everything already but mm-hmm. they would never take a step in faith and, and do it themselves
1: and and you know i'm sure our american uh, listeners will have heard the illustrations of a of a mother eagle uh, of planting sharp objects and then asked to make it uncomfortable and you know some of the people Uh, might view uh, my preaching style and my overemphasis on faith and stepping out on faith as being too hard. Um, uh, Listen, it's, I can, I can, I can look at our congregation and see how to sit in our church can sometimes be very uncomfortable because I'm trying to make our church environment uncomfortable for our church members. Now for the visitors that we have, and the evangelizations uh, uh, programs that we put on, I I preach a different message. I I do it different, but as far as our members, I've got some members that sit in our church now for 15 years, 16 years, and it's time for them to do something on faith. That's self-propagating. They need to learn how to do something that's going to propagate what they've been taught. God sent them someone from another country, but now it's time for you to take what God's given you, and take it to your people, and this is what missions should be seeking to accomplish. I was when I first came to Germany, I was associated with a, uh, a military work here, but I didn't have anywhere to go to church. Uh, this is before I was supported as a missionary. Uh, but I came here, and uh, I watched the uh, American military ministries how that once a mission board got its claws into an area and they, they started a church, one of their missionaries started, they would keep sending missionaries to take that person's place so that no one could ever, ever form an indigenous work there. It would never become a self-governing work. A mission board now owns that area there, and that's a that's a great evil done under the sun, and it's got nothing to do with, uh, with the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's got nothing to do with a biblical model, and that's what uh, the podcast should be aiming toward, Either missionaries coming or going to a mission field or pastors uh, questioning the missionaries' motives. When you say an indigenous church, it should be your uh, aim to make yourself as independent from uh, America, uh, America's purse strings and America's uh, doctrinal influence as as, as possible. And, and a lot of that rest, of course, on the missionary having the right um, – concept when he comes to the mission field so i think it's very important Uh, the the subject is very important
0: when do you think a church becomes indigenous because uh, and and specifically or put the uh, to make the question a bit more precise how much help should a should a church should you give from the outside as a mission and i'm i'm thinking right now i mean we are our church is supporting some works in in india and some works in in burma and uh, or myanmar and Uh, One thing I'm seeing there, uh, these countries usually are pretty uh, poor. They're third world countries and... they obviously have their needs but they also have their wish list let's face the fact once you give a person something they immediately turn around and have a wish list I was trained and, and let me tell you this again I was raised in a missions from a missionary um, which is probably why I became one I was been influenced uh, all the, all my life uh, from them um, but one thing I've always trained is don't ever send a wish list and don't ever ask for money I mean you, you very seldomly do that uh, which in eight years now, uh, in my prayer letters, I haven't asked once, and it's mm-hmm. not because I'm proudful and I have nothing that that I need, but I basically I, I do pray about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 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 I want to make sure our church understands that. Le- recently, we needed chairs. Our chairs were falling apart, and so what I did is I went to the pulpit and said, "Folks, we need chairs. So here's how we're doing it: you're all sitting on one." And I'm sure you want your friend to come to church. Let's pay for two chairs each Each one. And that's how we financed our chairs. Amen. And uh, we did it ourselves. Uh, we just took up an offering. Now, I could easily write that in a prayer letter. We need chairs. Please support. Please help us. But, But... The problem is, I don't see if 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 the, that were then indigenous. How much help should be given from the outside? What, what can we see from the Bible that uh, how it's handled?
1: I think you mentioned uh, mentioned that in your first point about. Um do you even need a building? And you should only have a building that you can maintain. Many people think that, well, if somebody would just come build me a building here, if we could just someone could give us a building, then we would we would take it from here. Uh, upkeep of a building is also very expensive. Uh, yeah. All of the um, all the things that come with a building are very, very expensive. I I see missionaries that are given a a huge building for a, a ridiculous a, a dollar a year lease or something like that for 99 year lease. And, and that, that's a blessing, but that most people don't realize that that building that size comes with about a, a $2,500 up, upkeep and maintenance costs uh, just on the face of things, not to count uh, any emergencies that might arise because of the building. And most people don't realize that. So my answer to that brother is usually is don't disrupt the economy. Uh, that you find yourself in. You pointed out that I w- uh, had been in Nepal. Uh, I'd like to just clarify for those that uh, don't know, uh, I went there um, uh, on a trip, on a missions trip to uh, to visit one of my friends that uh, is there as a missionary, and I have never had a burden for Nepal. I just went there to visit him and to see the work, uh, how it's going. But we, uh, we hiked up into the Annapurna's uh, in the uh, mountain ranges there in the Himalayas. And uh, we 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 did a two two day hike through the Annapurna's and we had a, a young boy that carried our Bibles for us. And, you know, it's really um, he, he just worked like a mule for two days for us carrying Bibles. And at the end of the trip, we gave him fifteen dollars. And, you know, me as the American, the rich American, I felt very sorry for him. And I was I just considered that to be uh, just unfair, uh, that, that he should work for two days and get $15. And I was explained by a missionary that was on that field. And I thought someone had taken great care to understand the people that if you give him anything more than what the daily hire is for that country, if you give him anything more than that, the next missionary that comes and wants to hire him, his new standard is $50 a day, not $15 a day, because you mm-hmm. paid him once. He's not going to accept anything less than that. And so now you've disrupted the whole economy of these people. And, and going to the question of how much help should we ask the local churches in America, the American missionary funds, and you know, at what point do we ask for help? Uh, you and I both have seen it, and I'm sure uh, many of the pastors have experienced it. There's the saying in in America, the squeaky wheel gets the oil, and if you just keep your head down and you try to do what's right, and nobody knows about your needs, uh, you know, unless the Lord intervenes, you're you're not really going to be on the radar. And then there are some missionaries that's all they're always asking for money. And listen, um, the American missionary machine uh, has got enough money that it can supply the needs. But the question of this podcast is. Is it really helping the indigenous work? Is that really what they need is is to know that there's a rich American system over there that you don't have to pray. You don't have to uh, seek God's advice. You don't have to seek God's uh, guidance. We can just write a, a group of pastors in the states and they'll fully finance this for us. They'll send us a team of people over to do it for us. And listen, sometimes those things may be absolutely necessary, um, whereas you don't have the tools, you don't have the uh, experience in the area that you're in, and you need outside help. But I would be very, very careful with with how much um, we rely upon American help for that. And you need to be teaching your people to become independent. I mean, let's let's say it this way, brother. I'm I'm an American, and I'm sent and supported by American churches. The church has already. Been given a great deal of financial help by supporting their pastor, by supporting the man that started their church, and anything over and above that, in my opinion, can be very, very dangerous for the church. That, that's my opinion.
0: I, I agree, and I, I think it's because we are. Uh, I think we're we're not, or we're we're basically teaching that native or or the Germans in that respective. It's okay not to give anything. It's okay not to tithe. And and I, listen, uh, like you, I've only done mission trips to Burma. It's not like I'm speaking Burmese and I'm, I am I spent there like, uh, you know, months and years. Uh, but I am telling you one thing, and I, I believe that, th- that the the concept of tithing, mm-hmm. God said, if you don't pay your tithe, you're stealing from God. Amen. You're under said a yeah, is that only true for for American and Europeans, or is that also true for for Burmese? Now that's a maybe, great point. Maybe the Burmese cannot pay like pay because he doesn't get paid. He only let's say he's on the field and he gets his rice field, and his rice field, it will give him give then ten percent out of that of that. Uh, 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 fruit uh, mm-hmm. that you're that you're getting and and gifts or from that harvest and give some to your to your local pastor to the pastor mm-hmm. of your church or give <laughs> something to and then maybe the church as a church they can take that rice and sell it to people. I mean mm-hmm. there is ways around it. You just have to think of it outside of the box. But again, we want to make it indigenous work because here is one problem, uh, and that is something that I see also a lot of times. Number one, the missionary has ties to the states. The 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 missionary always is is taking the money up, but the problem is a lot of times once the missionary is dead, the ties are no more there, and the work just goes bonkers because they have never learned to to take care of themselves. They never mm-hmm. learned that concept of an indigenous, and that that's something I teach the church all the time. You want to be independent, you don't want outsiders telling you what to do. Well, you better act. Get your act together, and also behave like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that comes both ways. It's not only I have my right to be independent. It also means that you have the uh, that you have some obligations. Amen. And uh, you know you have it. You have children. And uh, you know if if you, your son what is he now? Twenty one.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's twenty one. If he comes to you and says, "Dad, I'm I'm an adult now. You can't tell me what to do. Well, then I don't pay your bills either." Because whoever yeah. pays the bills calls the shots. I mean, and I think that's that's something that that uh, is is true for 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 our work uh, as well. And uh, it can't just be uh, no. Then then it's not true anymore. And I think and I, I'm seeing a pattern. It's like you said. Let's say and let's take that building again. And that building needs maintenance. It needs sometimes the windows need to be replaced, or you have you have a problem with mold, or you have a problem with this and then and the other. Well. It comes with that with that responsibility of having or owning a building mm-hmm. that you also have to take care of it. Otherwise, you just rent the building. <laughs> yeah. You know the 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 good thing about renting a building, you just pay your rent. And it's the uh, landlord's uh, responsibility and problem. If there is problems and mm-hmm. he has to take care of it. But if you obviously own it, you have to come up with the resources to, to do it. And that's something I, I see over and over again. And then, okay, let's keep, let's take up an offering in the States or, or we as missionaries, we, we go and say, Hey, well, our, our wind, our building now needs a new windows. Please take, can you send us some funds? And it's constant. It's a, it's a, it's a, It's kind of a uh, cycle, a vicious cycle, in my opinion, that Mm -hmm. constantly gets repeated. And what I see then is that these local, these natives, they never learn. They never learn to give special offerings. They never Mm -hmm. learn to say, let me take care. Let us take care of our building because we wanted it. We need to also take care of it, which is just a building. You know, same thing with a pastor.
1: I think you made a great point when you said what you did about... What about when the missionary dies or he leaves the mission field? Um, you and I both know of works that were started here in Germany, and uh, they were started by missionaries in the past. And I'm not trying to reflect back on how well they they founded that work, uh, but it has to be uh, taken into consideration that if you don't train these people to be – I mean, it's like you said, we take great pride in calling ourselves independent Baptists. And that's the way you should start your church is to show them that as soon as you can be independent uh, from someone else's control, whether it be um, imposing upon you standards uh, that may or may not be biblical, whether you're trusting in them for monies and assets, those things come, al- come along with, with control. I mean, a Judas, uh, he held the bag and control what was put into it. So there was a natural tendency for him to uh, – fall susceptible to that and I think in the in the churches here a lot of times because the American and I've heard missionaries talk about this among themselves it's it's the nature of the beast and they call the American missionary system a beast and, and that's 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 a sad thing that something as spiritual as sending the gospel throughout the world would would have a negative connotation to it that people would would call it, of course, under their breath. You don't want to bite the hand that feeds you, but they would call that a beast. And the fact is, the reason it's called that is because of a vicious cycle, a, a perpetuated helplessness on churches that are started by missionaries. And I go back to the two, two young men that are leaving our, churches, uh, uh, our church. They were told in advance When they said they feel like the God has called them to go start churches, I told them at that time, we do not have the funds in our local church. We only have about uh, 25 people that are tithing inside of our church. And uh, many of them don't have high paying jobs. It's just impossible uh, uh, for for our church to support them. Now, we're going to do something for them. How that looks is, first of all, dependent on, how they proceed and how they start that work. You know, when I left, uh, my wife and I came to Germany originally. My pastor told me, when you get to Germany, get something started over there. And once you get it started, write me and we'll we'll do something for you. I'm not going to call and ask America and the American missionary system to give money to two men leaving our local church to support them. It's not even, we don't even know if they're going to, if they're going to get anything started yet. Uh, once they get their, uh, their feet in the, in, in the game, once they, once they start trying to win people to Christ and they start a local church, then our church will prayerfully consider what we can do more for them. But that's a part of what you and I are talking about. The same, the same standards that we hold ourselves in American Christianity in a local church, I should be promoting those same values and those Christian standards in our church here in Germany. If you feel like God's done that for you, I need to see that God's bearing witness with it before we start throwing money at it. And, and money does not solve uh, any problem. Many times it creates more problems than it solves. Uh, so... The The question of when does the work become indigenous is it's when they can they can self-govern themselves, self-finance uh, themselves. Even that word govern. I mean, we've talked now mostly about uh, uh, funds and, and uh, monetary value values. These people that are whether they're leaving our church or they're going to take over the works that we started or they're just sitting in a church that we've uh, started they need to understand the concept that a local church governs itself. And that should be our goal when we come to the country and that that should be always put before our people here. So I think the indigenous work means more than just it's run by natives and and it becomes, uh, you know, that I see videos of uh, churches in India, they don't hold their services exactly like an independent Baptist would in North Carolina or in Georgia or Tennessee. That's not the only definition to the word indigenous. That means when I say indigenous, that means a local church is started by locals and supported by locals and governed by locals. And that's the point where it becomes an indigenous work, a standalone work.
0: May I give an example? Because it's it's where I've been raised in Liechtenstein. We had a church. I would say we were about uh, adults. 35 at the peak it was probably 40 um and my mentor my spiritual father the missionary that that led me to the lord he must have done one thing right because i mean he did many things right but what i'm saying is that church now think about that we we didn't own a building we had to rent the building just simply because in Liechtenstein, in switzerland it's really hard to get a building because prices are just higher uh so we rented a building which was just fine you know i mean in the end of the day it's not like we needed the building uh uh, to own it so uh, there's always the case yeah but the money you put in your own pocket yeah but it it comes with obligations like we said Mm -hmm. So we 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 rented a building. We uh we supported our pastor, that missionary in nineteen ninety, he left and he gave the work over to a national pastor, and uh, so we supported him. Not fully, he had to also work on the side, but but he was supported mm-hmm. uh, by us. And then we gave additionally at the peak. We I think we gave over hundred thousand into missions. So. So you just have to think about that quickly. We were trained and we it was instilled, instilled in all of us that you're tiding and giving into missions. And that's something that's not talked Amen. about that much anymore. It's Amen. almost like that the subject doesn't even want to want want to be coming up. And of course, uh, if you're talking in 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 a third world country, yeah, but these people are poor, they have nothing. Well, but in the bible again it's there and 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 i'm telling you in Liechtenstein, that church and it still exists today it it went in bad places uh, i understand but nothing that the pastor the missionary he was supported because he was a missionary he was a church planter which is why he was supported but immediately he he trained a man and he gave that that work over he didn't stay i mean. He stayed for 10 years. But what I'm saying is, he, he that was the goal. And and so there is a couple of things I'm mentioning with that example, but one thing is, the church gave intermissions, mm-hmm. and I mean, liberally. I mean, I don't know of any church right now that has ever been started, and uh, including myself, that gave that much intermissions. Uh, 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 and, then, and now you can say, well, it's the Swiss and Liechtensteiners, and they're all rich. I know how these people gave and they gave him Liberty Brother and mm-hmm. uh, because they've been trained. They've been trained to have a heart for it. They've been trained to have a heart for world missions. They've been trained to give and they've been trade, uh, trained that they need to learn to uh, if they want something, they need to pay for it themselves. And if they... <laughs> If they can't pay for it, they just don't need it <laughs> uh, and so uh, but another thing is uh, at what point can a church be turned over it's 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 one thing, and we've talked about it, and we want and I want to make sure to point that out in in Germany, it's not like I believe you and I don't want to give the work over at all, but it is not that easy to find somebody that will take that 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 step of faith who, mm-hmm. who will uh i mean you have two guys now leaving the church uh it would be nice somebody says hey preacher i feel like god called me to be a pastor mm-hmm. would you consider and then you could could train him in that regard so mm-hmm. so it's hard to find that but I think that should be the goal and it should not just be something that we put on a, on a prayer card or prayer Mm -hmm. letter, uh, or especially prayer card. And, and, uh, one needs to be the church planner and one needs to be the pastor. I think, uh, they can be the same for some period of time. And I don't disagree, disagree with that, but at some point one has to really think about the fact that, uh, 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 that the work should be turned over. And if you start from the very beginning, And you make these people make their own decisions. You have a, you have a, they make it their own church, not just, well, we're, we're here, but we really don't have any responsibility.
1: Well, you certainly make a, like I said, a trained dependency and that, that goes along with the self-governing part of it is that if you are the heavy hand, if you're always governing, there's going to be a laziness on the part of the others and it's going to cause the training time of anybody that could possess either the skills or the faith to do it, it's going to prolong that time. So uh, obviously that's a very intimate question that every missionary has to weigh in his own heart. And, um, at, at what point is this work uh, able to be turned over? Uh, I had mentioned at the beginning of the podcast and I, I think it would make an interesting podcast, On the face of it, just to to discuss different mission philosophies of uh, the pros and the cons, the benefits and the potential costs of uh, of the different mission uh, ideologies or the philosophies of um, an Antioch uh, style uh, mothership mentality where you train people and send them out. Uh, and listen while we're on that, and I, I certainly don't want to take the podcast off in that direction, but it goes along with the self propagating and self governing uh this has been my philosophy and 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 i'm I'm open anybody wants to poke holes in it, they can, but I look at it like this one day, I will not be able to pastor anymore one day I'll not be able to plant churches anymore, so I've taken the concept uh, of I started a local church. I started two local churches here in Germany, and that means I have experience at doing this. Now, I can take that experience, and I can try to convey that in a Bible school environment, but if no one ever has the faith to do it, if I take my best man that comes up through the Bible Institute and say, you have the doctrine now, you have the ability to lead these people, uh, you have the charisma, you have the touch of the Holy Spirit of God on you, praise God, you take this church, and I'm going to go start a new one. What if I'm in the midst of starting my third church and I suddenly die or I suddenly have to come off the mission field? None of my converts and none of the people I've trained ever have any experience, not one day's experience of what it's like to, to start a new work, to start mm-hmm. a new church. Good point. My idea is. Let them go out and let them gain their own experience of how to start a local New Testament Bible-believing church so that when they get in their pastorship, they can train their people what they've learned. They can't pass on anything that they've not learned. And you can teach it. You can read a book on it. But the best thing to do is is to get the experience yourself. And Lord willing, uh, these two men going out are going to gain a wealth of information and experience. Um, whether they – listen, brother, whether they – ever have a church that has 50 people in it or not, they're going to have some very valuable experience as a Christian now because of something they've tried to do. Maybe one day they have to return back to their home church and, 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 and try again. Maybe it, maybe it fails their first attempt, but the experience they've gained is exactly what an, an indigenous, uh, a native uh, German person needs to gain. And, and if, if I just send over church planning teams and come over and plant 15 churches, for Germany, and yet none of them ever had the experience uh, to, to step out on faith and do that. I've really left them, I believe, in my mind, crippled in the sense that they're not self-governing, they're not self-propagating, and in the end, they're not self-financed because we would have to get some kind of a missionary over here to run those churches, so that's that's been my philosophy, and I'm open to any suggestions or, or points anybody would be willing to make, but. I think it's very important that when we come to the mission field, we try as much as we can to introduce the gospel so that that indigenous people can replicate what we've shown them uh, for their coming generations.
0: Yes, I mean I think you 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 really hit it. I mean it's it's uh, it's a fact that um, these people need to gain that. I mean let's face a fact: we need to have church planters. I mean I let's say I am one. I mean I mean I'm I'm Swiss. I've been sent out uh, by my church, and it's. Um, and it's been by the grace of God that uh, because I'm a bible believer um uh, I got some some finances through the states which is I'm very mm. grateful uh and I'm, I, I, I But I've learned it here. I've learned it in our local church and the local church I was serving all my life. I mean, I was, ever since I'm six years old, I've been serving. I mean, it's, and I still serve. I mean, uh, it's not like a missionary doesn't serve, uh, but I want to make sure that uh, what I've been instilled, you know, one of, some of the things that, that I'm talking about and, and like, you know, I'm talking about that a lot. It's just because it's, it's been so rooted and grounded into me uh and that's not something i've learned in a book um uh, as a matter of fact i can read the bible i understand the bible a lot better because it has been instilled the biblical Mm -hmm. principles and you know every time we depart from from the bible is it with definition of words is it with uh, with concepts we're, we're getting in dangerous places because in the end of the day we're doing god's work and the instructor or instructor of our work is the lord and if the lord is our instructor the only instruction book that we have is the bible mm-hmm. everything outside of that is 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 worldly principles if they go agree with the bible of course they can be taken or if they at least don't disagree, but um, but but it should be taken with 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 a grain of salt, and if it, it, I would be very cautious about it. Let's put it this way, mm-hmm. and so um, it's it's just the 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 process needs to be that that these people can take care of themselves. It shouldn't be that that if you and I die or if we go to heaven. I mean, if we if we if we have to stop because we're going, uh, you know, we can't. I mean, it, something physical can happen to the mm-hmm. to the to both of us. And it can't be that the church then goes completely bonkers. It, okay. it needs to be that the church moves on. I always teach our church, and I want to just end that in that, in, the, in that thought or with this question. How many cycles do we need to teach until a person can say we're ready? I, one thing I'm trying to come away from is it's almost like we have to, somebody has to understand and knows first the full counsel of God. I think what you need to know is the principles, the, the foundations of the faith, these things that we're talking right now. They've been. I really believe that, and it has nothing to do with me, so please forgive me if I use myself as an example, but the way I was trained from, from I would say, six years old till about 22 is, is probably a very good way to do it. I was I was I was grounded and founded in the in the in the principles in the foundations of the faith. I had those things instilled into me. Missions missions and tithing was never a question to me. It, mm-hmm. it was never a problem for me because I I've, I've learned it when I was six. Yes, uh, it was never a question, brother. When I was, I remember I got fifty. I got like uh, what you call it an allowance. Mm-hmm. I got fifty cents a week. Fifty cents. The first thing my mother told me and says, and you you give five cents. Is the yes. tithing. But my mother said, we're not taking five cents. We're taking 10 cents because, because we're always going to go to the next, uh, uh, uh equal number. And then she said, and now how much are you going to give to missions brother? I took my whole allowance there and, and I gave it into missions. I remember mm-hmm. in 1993, a missionary came and I was, I was saving all that missions money and I handed it to him. Uh, the Lord I learned, I said, the Lord kind of Lord kind of moved me to give it to him. Uh, and 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 i gave him i think by that time i gave him 30 30 bucks 30 francs Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and uh that was all i had right so i've learned from my childhood on to to do that and i think i think uh uh, i came the way out that i came and the bible says in second timothy two verse two whatever you've learned you've you commit the faithful witness so they are able to teach others also Mm -hmm. and at some point our missions work needs to come to the place where, where these locals, where these natives, they take over the work and they're replicating what we've taught them. If we constantly have to ask American missionaries to come here again, then mm-hmm. I really believe we, we're doing something wrong. And if works to be turned over is the only way to turn it over is that an American man leaves his own country to take over the church that you and I have started. I, I would not be satisfied with that. That's just my personal opinion.
1: I think it's a biblical standard, and uh, that's, that's what we mean by an indigenous, indigenous work. And listen, I think some of the hearers, they hear you talk about your longevity in Christianity and 30 years experience. You're 36, but you just made a very valuable point. The Bible says train up a child in the way he should go, and when he's old, he'll not depart from it. Training your children to tithe and give to missions is something you can train them when they're five years old and six years old that will influence them when they become an adult and start earning a salary and start supporting their own local church. And that's the way, that's what we mean by becoming indigenous. That means taking even the children in your church and start training them with right precepts. And once you start a right precept, you have a concept of the Lord Jesus Christ that's going to end up bringing you dividends. And in, in the case of the podcast today, it's going to give an, an, an indigenous church, whether it be finances, whether it be self governance, that those small children are watching. They, they watch and they know how that that church works. At some point they're going to understand the inner workings of the church. And they know whether that church is self-supporting, self-governing. They know that that church is self propagating. You know why? Because the same reason you said about tithing, our children, all of our children, when we go on a street meeting, we take all of our children with us. The Germans complain that we're having child labor uh, conflicts because we're tr- we're putting our ch- children through lab- laborious task of going out on the street. Our children love it to go out there, and and they're they they become a, gr- a great witness for Christ that way. That's the way we should be training our churches. To be indigenous, independent, Bible-believing Baptist churches. It doesn't matter on which mission field you go to. That should be the standard. That should be the that should be the uh, the model church.
0: No, I agree. I think it's uh, it's just uh, the the And as a, as a missionary, you have to think. And I think you have to think about this from the start. You when you start, you you cannot think about this when you're ten years in. Uh, you. Amen. It's it's always very hard if you don't teach. And by the way, I just want to say that, which is why I'm always targeting lost, because if you get the lost saved, it's always easier. I, th- yeah, I feel like these Christians that are here, they've never learned about giving their tithe. It's a foreign thing to these people. They rather give to, to some, some homeless children somewhere in, the, uh, in Siberia. Then they give to the church, and I have the strong opinion: if you don't give to your church, don't give into missions, and uh, uh, it's 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 foreign to them, Man, it's foreign, and and it's almost like don't ever touch their wallet, don't ever touch their wallet, and the missionary kind of doesn't do that. Because he doesn't have to. He feels like, well, I, you know, I mean, you the know. Americans do it. And that's, 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 you're, you're teaching a wrong philosophy to these mm-hmm. people. And they're learning from start something they shouldn't. And you know what? I understand that you have your vision. As a missionary, you have vision. And maybe, maybe one of your vision is to have a building. Maybe that's one of your dreams. But that's not what God called you to do. Um, then if you have these kind of dreams, then be, become an architect. Because then you can <laughs> then you can build buildings, you know. <laughs> if you want to be a church planner, then you deal about people and let these people have a heart for a building. And let me tell you something, if they do, and I saw it in that church in, in Austria, brother. They had a heart. They wanted to get out of a basement. Can you imagine? No sunlight. You're you're in a basement. That's where they had church. Mm-hmm. The church was uncomfortable. I was in there, brother. It was uncomfortable. They didn't have they didn't have light. I mean, they didn't. They, in order for you to move, it, it just everything was bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, these people wanted it. And then they put up a little uh, a little uh, kind of a. Uh, Uh, a bottle or something. And that's where they put money. And they said, if we are reaching this certain percentage, I mean, if we're reaching the hundred percent mark of the money we have to get as a down payment and brother, it took, I think it took less than a year and they had it together and they did it themselves. They never, nobody ever helped from the outside. Nobody. That's
1: that's great. So that's great. That should, that should be the standard and that should be whatever missionary is shooting for. And I think a a lot of things were said today, whether it be uh, the mentality of the natives, of of instilling that in them. But start with the next generation. Start with the children and, and let them see it also. And what you'll do is you'll work yourself into a group of people in your church that are faithful to these biblical concepts and that we won't be simply... Uh, every generation trying to send new American missionaries to do this work here that needs to be done. So I think it's a very valuable lesson today.
0: Amen. Well, why don't you pray for us and to finish it up?
1: Heavenly Father, we thank you, Lord, for the mission work. We thank you for the the churches, Lord, the men and the women who sacrifice, who, who go to work and have a world vision, Lord, for missions that um, – Lord, have over the years supported myself, and Lord, uh, at least in part, have supported Brother Fry. I pray, God, that you would also provide for all of our needs, Lord. I'm thankful for that. But Lord, um, the podcast today, Lord, uh, speaks about a, a world need, and it doesn't uh, in, include the the missionaries' needs, Lord. It's a need for the world to get a hold of the idea that they need local churches, and they need to be self-governing and self-propagating, Lord. and Lord, I pray, God, that uh, indigenous works will be started all over this globe, Lord, that uh, Bible believers, Lord, would uh, uh, would gain foothold in, in every country. And, Lord, as much as physically and spiritually possible, Lord, that these churches would become independent, Bible-believing local churches. And I thank you, Lord, for all those people that help us accomplish that goal. We ask you to put a special blessing on them today, Lord, in Christ's name. Amen.
0: Amen. You've listened to 2 and 2 Missionaries. This podcast is by missionaries for missionaries. We hope you received a blessing today. Please support our podcast by subscribing to it. And most importantly, share with your friends and other people who you believe will get a blessing of our podcast. There will be a new episode each Wednesday at 4 p.m. Central European time. We hope you have a good week and may the Lord bless you.